Zach and Chris chat conspiracies about our favorite childhood memory. Could be a book or a movie or a show or a poem. But wait, now that I look at it through the lens of an adult, uh, that did seem kind of fucked up. Who cares? It's morally speaking. Hey there. Hi there, everyone out there listening through your ears because that's genuinely and generally where it happens. Tis I, Zach Martina, here again for another installment of Immorally Speaking with uh, none other than Chris Schlichting, as I'm sure you were expecting, and everybody is dying to know. Chris, how the hell are you? Zach, I am doing wonderful, and what is this, like our 100th episode? Is this like a big celebration for us, or...? Uh... No, I think this is 18. I think, uh, you know, an episode, it's legally an adult now. <laughs> we can uh, try it as an adult, and uh, I guess the podcast is of age for us to be discussing the things that we've been discussing over the, the first 18 episodes. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's embrace that. Let's embrace its, embrace its adulthood. Happy birthday, immorally speaking, in terms of episodes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically then every episode would be a birthday Um yeah, quite frankly, let's now that we think about it, it's just another episode. As always, you can find me at Zach.Martina. You can find him at Schlick Comedy. Uh, and then you can find us at Immorally Speaking on Instagram. Please get on there. Follow, engage, send us an email, immoralyspeaking at gmail.com, and subscribe, rate, and review. And for the love of God, tell a friend. And that is exactly what I am going to ask Chris to do here. Chris... Tell this friend what it is we're discussing here this evening. <clears throat> okay, so I've been thinking about this one. You suggested this one a while back, and I like it. And I actually did a little bit of research and found a couple of interesting things. So today we're going to focus on another popular game. We're going to do the game The Floor is Lava. We're going to talk about that classic game. So I don't know about you, Zach, but my feet are actually off the ground right now because that's how enthused I am with this game. I'm on a carpet, so technically I would be. I, I love the fact we're talking. Uh, it's the game of the poor. <laughs> yes. It's the game of those who couldn't afford anything um, outside of gravity, which I guess was just a gift. Um, I remember playing this game quite a bit with my brother, uh, namely, we would do it every once in a while in our house where we're jumping from piece of furniture to piece mm -hmm. of furniture. But the place that we played it the most was the grocery store. Uh, when my mom would take us to the grocery store, <laughs> we would only be able to step on the colored tiles okay. and not the, the, the cream colored tiles. There was like red or blue or orange or whatever. And we would just have to hop from there to there, kind of climb on the shelves a little bit, oh. you know, sidestepping down the shelves. My mom uh, did hate it immensely. But uh, I mean, quite frankly, as children of the 90s and we were a little bit spoiled, she had no control over us. We were calling the shots. We were making that grocery list. We were walking down the frozen food aisle, constantly <laughs> looking for ice cream. We were getting cereal, sugared up. How do you think we had the endurance to get through the floor is lava? Because we made that list. A lot of Lucky Charms pulsating through your veins, I imagine. Mm. Oh, God, it just makes me, it makes my teeth hurt thinking about those Lucky Charms. <laughs> I forgot about the different colored tiles because I was envisioning you and your brother, like, throwing loaves of bread on the ground as, like, stepping stones or, like, just any product. <laughs> Could you just imagine, I mean, how much money <laughs> that we would have? Because we, we'd have to pay for all those loaves of bread. Yeah. 
I, well, maybe you maybe you grew up like rich and you would just like wore little suits and you would just that's horny torty that you wouldn't mind stepping on the products and like mother will pay for it. Ugh. Anyone that ever like anyone that you're talking to that <laughs> refers to their parents or as mother or father, they do not have a good relationship <laughs> with their parents. Oh, that's my mother. That's my father. What did they do to you? They they obviously beat you because yeah. you were afraid to talk to them on familiar terms. <laughs> So we might have a couple of rich listeners, which we welcome all sorts of viewers uh, to this podcast. But uh, for those of you that don't know, the concept is super simple, almost as simple as hide-and-go-seek. Basically, the floor is lava, and you're not supposed to step on it. So you use the furniture around you in the living room, the grocery store, and you try not to touch the floor. Because as we all know, lava is incredibly hot, incredibly dangerous. That's your first fact that I looked up. Lava is hot. Like, really hot, Zach. Oh, we are in for a real uh, a real cooker on this one then, if those are the facts we're lying out. I think uh, the floor of lava was like very early day parkour. Yeah, yeah, in a way, kind of like a boring parkour. Maybe those kids grew up to like be extreme, like flipping over like rooftops, you know what I mean? Like uh, a young Spider-Man or Batman. I wonder if anyone out there played the floor of is lava as a kid, somehow found themselves into wealth and money, and then... Um, like traveled to a volcano and actually played the floor is lava. <laughs> but it didn't go well. It didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the reason we haven't heard about it is because uh, the stakes are a little bit higher when the floor actually is lava. God, dude, I can't even imagine going near a volcano. The heat mm-hmm. that's just coming I did up. look up Zach. Cause I, I did find a couple of things about the floor is lava. And then I just somehow went down this wormhole of volcano facts uh, lava doesn't claim a lot of lives because it's so slow. It's like a uh, like a one mile per hour. So the reason it has any kills or fatalities is because people get trapped or it hits water and it explodes and the lava gets in your face. But not you know you see how slow lava goes. You can outrun it. Just don't get cocky around it. You know what I mean? Don't do selfies and stuff like that because you're begging for trouble. I mean, I guarantee you people are going to do selfies around it if they're out there listening to this podcast knowing full well that the lava only goes one mile per hour. That seems slow. My car I mean, idles look faster it up, than man. that. That thing is just, it's not, it's not gaining on you. It's like an evil movie character like Jason. Jason never ran after you. He would just speed walk and he'd catch you though. Even after an eruption? Like, a volcano erupts, and it's only coming down at that speed? Yeah, but the, the explosion is dangerous, but that's a real quick one, and then the lava just flows, and that lava is always moving forward. Similar to your favorite, uh, one of your favorite characters, Juggernaut. It's just, you're not going to stop it, man. Remember, I Listen, remember Juggernaut? He was the I Batman do. I villain? do remember the Juggernaut. Oh, the... He is an X-Men villain. Let's X-Men, he was the X-Men character. He married uh, Charlotte. You said you listened. You said you listened, and that just—you're a goddamn liar. Yeah, he had momentum. He had momentum, but that explanation that you were giving had none. God, who was Charlotte? Is there a Charlotte character? Uh, no, he's stepbrothers with Charles Xavier. He's stepbrothers with Professor. I mean, I'll give you that life That's raft. That's what I meant. So he's ste- he's stepbrothers with one of the most iconic, maybe the most powerful super. He kind of got. His power doesn't seem that great in comparison, if I made, you know. I mean, yeah, but you, you play the hand that you're dealt. And he was a bad guy? 
and Charles was a good guy. Uh, oh. Charles was a good guy, and Juggernaut, for the most part, was a villain. Okay. Yes. I thought you were going to tell me he was misunderstood and then go into this whole thing. We've already discussed all this, Chris. People have heard it. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're talking about sorry. volcanoes. Lava will get you. I mean, it's just such a fascinating thing, like a blob. It's always, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, and I guess there's different kinds of lava for the stuff that's involved with it, but for the most part, like one touch will disintegrate any body part you know what i mean so it is it's slow but it's effective you know i would say that make that leads me to believe that uh my butthole after a buffalo wild wings meal is far more dangerous than an erupting volcano because i feel like that's hotter and it moves a lot faster good point maybe (laughs) maybe i'm a maybe i'm a mutant (laughs) you could probably smell that coming though (laughs) like we gotta get out of here I had a thought the other day, and this is how like this is how much I believe in myself. I was uh, in a car, and I farted, and uh, I thought to myself, "These poor people." But then I said, "No, these people are lucky." I think that smells absolutely terrific. I'm like always proud of my own stench. I believe that I believe that uh, farts are a lot like kids. You know, I love my own. I don't really care for your little stinker. I think it's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. You're, you're proud yeah, of your own farts. I'm very, I like it. One time in middle school, I don't know if I've told this story. I probably have told this story, but if I have, uh, it's a good one. Worth telling again. I was in middle school, and I farted at a middle school basketball game, and I cleared half the bleachers. I was just sitting there by myself while everyone scrunched over on the other half of the bleachers, and I uh, I just sat in it, and I, I did genuinely feel proud. And this was in high school? Middle school. Middle school, okay. Mm-hmm. And then high school comes along, and old Zachy is, like, trying to impress the lady folk. And you know that's not a good way to impress the lady folk. I disagree. That's that's, that's, how, I, uh, that's how I've had any success with the fairer sex, is just by uh, letting them rip. And then I do it, and then I just stand there in the stench, and they look at me, and they're like, oh, he seems confident. <laughs> so I just, I just imagine your look after just letting one rip. Like, what? What? Embrace it. Like, yeah. come on. Get a, get a fresh cup of soup. <laughs> Every time I let one rip, I let my nostrils flare. So it seems like it has more surface area to enter. And people are like, ooh, that's a that's an alpha yeah. if I've ever seen one. I have a horrific high school memory, if I may, where I was like just a class clown in this anatomy class. And I was giving the teacher crap because he was from Britain. And I'd always mock his leg. Oh, oh, I'm from Britain. Uh, you know? And I was just killing it, Zach, and all the girls loved me. And then one day I was laughing really hard at something and I farted and it was on that, you know, those p- plastic seats where it just echoes. Mm-hmm. And the teacher, being a teacher, you would think he would just move on in his lesson. He stopped class and he's like, did you just fart? I'm like, you, please move on, please. And he let me know every time I tried to give him crap every day after that, no pun intended. He'd be like, ha ha, he kept doing that and all year so... Mr. Regan, I know he's a viewer. You got me. You win, Mr. Regan. Sounds like a uh, sounds like you de- deserve uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I do, and I guess that's karma. I guess you could say you could say you know. Do you have kids? Do you have kids farting in your classes a lot? Oh yeah, and I just try to move on as fast as I can because I'm a big proponent. I don't want anyone to get bullied, and I feel like that's grounds for bullying because I was bullied when I farted, and we were in an anatomy class, Zach. Anatomy, huh? I mean, that's more. That's more physiology. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just wish I was in band. It's like, like damn tuba. <laughs> I don't 
know. I I I think the uh, I think the tuba. I don't think that sounds like a fart. You never heard my fart though. No, I haven't heard your fart. That's true. Very very bassy. Very bassy. Very low. Yeah. Like it it hits hard <laughs> like the bass in a low rider. Yeah, and it doesn't. Br- you can't like carry a tune with it, but you can like the music. I don't know anything about music. I didn't play instruments. As you could tell by you thinking tuba sounded like a fart. Tuba was the one that Juggernaut played. I mean, he kind of right. looked like a tuba. His his suit did. I mean, it was brown. He did. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We have uh, strayed very far from the game of The Floor is Lava. But let me, let, I apologize. That's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> let me give you a quick history because I think it's kind of fascinating. There's no like origin story. No one can pinpoint. No one's taking credit for uh, creating this game. But what happened was in the 60s, uh, houses changed in terms of their decorum, like uh, decorations, I should say, where they would have not one living room, mm-hmm. but two living rooms. And the second living room acted as more of a family-friendly room, while the other room, like my grandma's, had a bunch of weird porcelain dolls. You didn't play The Floor Was Lava in there because it was there was a different factor, like a creepy factor. Well, you weren't even allowed to like sit in those. No, rooms, God, no. But they had couches yeah. and chairs, but no, 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 Yeah, no. with pillows all over the place. Which is vases or vases just put someplace like in the middle of the room. You did not go in yeah, those and, and you never really wanted to because they were always eerily decorated. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just remember my grandma had the dolls, but I do remember she had a, a family room, which had couches, big, huge L couches. Sectionals. Ottomans and perfect sectionals, perfect sexuals. Sectionals. Perfect. Play. Whoa, grandma. Uh, perfect spots. <laughs> you just gave me. Oh, no. You just gave me a visual of your grandmother being a sexual being. And I have a vibrant imagination, buddy. Being sexual on the, the sectional. First time, the first time you ever mentioned your grandmother it's in on this podcast, it's in a sexual sense. And I'll never unsee that. Yeah, I just think it's a great name for her, like, first rap album. Sexual on the sectional. There it is. Boom. The new WAP. <laughs> oh, the old WAP. <laughs> sectional healing brought to you by <laughs> uh, Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> uh, my grandma was a big proponent, too, of calling, like, have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard a couch referred to as a Davenport? That always blew my mind. Because I'm from Davenport, too. A couch referred to as a Davenport. I've heard that term, but I've never heard it referred to as a Davenport. Like, I've heard the term, yeah. but I've never heard it used. And uh, that really that really dates your grandmother. For sure. So, uh, back to the game. So, no, like, the only rule Did your was, grandmother have a vestibule? A foyer? Uh, kind of like a... Is that like a mudroom where you go... I don't know. Those are just or... fancy words that are in houses that people <laughs> used way back in the day. Uh, no, just mostly the, the weird... Like, the weird room with all the... She had the dolls kept in a case... The plates, she had a lot of plates displayed. Basically, it was a room where you did not want to play this game. However, I hated that, Zach, because you know what the color of the carpet was? It was red. So it kind of yeah. helped the imagination of young boys. I mean, it looked like lava. Grandmothers and grandfathers always had like what seemed to be orange shag carpeting. Because my grandparents had that, too. Mm-hmm. And I loved that carpeting. It had, to have, it had to have been a real bitch to keep clean, oh, though. For sure. Like the shag, you can almost like run your fingers through it and get it caught. Like it's like yeah. air, like... Yeah, you'd think you'd need to shampoo it. I yeah, I don't. It's probably not the most practical, but it did look great and it was comfy on the toes, probably for a little bit. But that shit would get matted down for sure. too, for sure. Ugh. It's like a room of your beard, I imagine. 
I've never, I've never ran my hands through your beard. Well, you're one of the few that haven't. I mean, I swear <laughs> to God, when I'm out at shows, women always ask to touch my hair. And before the pandemic, I would let them do it. And then for every woman, I, I shit you not, for every woman that asked to run her hands through my hair, a man would ask to touch my beard. Oh, that's, that's weird. It's disgusting. I can't believe I let people do it. And you do, though, don't you? Not anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, now it's bad time. But in the past, you would charge a nickel for one quick run through with the fingers, right? Nope. Nope. I never charged for it. I'm not uh, I'm not one of those exactly. Gary Valentine type comics who uh, make you pay $20 for a Polaroid after a comedy show. That stinks. I always like Gary Valentine, but is he like that? I know. He's one of those guys that uh, don't let you use the green room. Okay. Gotcha. His... Now listen, he made his money, um, he got paid, was it on the coattails of his brother's success, uh, Kevin, what's his name? Kevin James. James. Kevin yeah. James, Doug Heffernan from the King of Queens, uh, the, he, sure, he had a success, but I'll tell you this, this is how bad Gary Valentine's stand-up was. The stand-up was very watered down, very vanilla, and then he would do 40 minutes of Q&A. Because everybody had to have wanted to know about Gary Valentine, and every single question they asked him was about his brother. Kevin James. Oh, that sucks. He walks into the he walks into the club wearing big, like what appeared to be knockoff designer sunglasses, like those big ones mm-hmm. that really hide the eyes. And then he had a fur coat on and a trucker's hat. That sucks. Cause I actually enjoyed him on the show and Kevin James, uh, his special Sweat the Small Stuff, I absolutely love. It's I love that. It's, it's yeah, that's a great special. It's, it's physical, and I think it's great. It's one of my favorite specials, and got me hooked on Kevin James. Not his movies, but well, I mean that's that's really the only uh, that's really the only special he did because I think some of those uh, bits that he did in that he did in his Star Search like oh, 15, 20 geez. years prior. Like he spent a long time building that uh, that hour, and then finally put it out oh. when he decided he was going to be a famous sitcom actor. So you're telling me there's hope for me because I've had the same material from 15 years ago. I ain't got two albums like you, Zachy boy. All right, I I I gotta show my stuff when it's ready when I get a big stage, man. You got to. Uh, and by the way, those albums are Skunk Man and not the worst dad available wherever you listen to music. Yeah, I was really happy when OJ uh, got in trouble again because I got to bring back all my old material. I'm like, yay. Um. What's the topic? What are we talking about? I feel like we're just not even staying on the floor is lava. No, the floor is lava. They're again sort of like Oh, you were talking about a Davenport. We got uh we got oh, sidetracked. Davenport. We yeah, were yeah. at the Davenport. Yes. <laughs> and you didn't like you liked playing at your grandmother's house? Yeah, because they had that classic room. I feel like you said the shag carpet was a classic uh grandma thing. I always felt like the step down into like the step down into the family room was a classic. You're in the Thunderdome now mm-hmm. of the floor is lava. Uh, but the, basically the rules were simple. I don't, you just, you just stayed off the floor. Sometimes you would have a lava monster that someone that could be in the lava and would try to grab you and pull you in. Um, my brother would always break the rule. He would come onto the Davenport and grab you. And I don't know. Uh, Look so you, I don't know. Now you're using the word Davenport. You're using these $10 words. Don't <laughs> act like you've use it perfectly. You knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> You didn't want to come off as one of those rich kids wearing their tuxedos, jumping from slice of bread to slice of bread. You didn't want everyone to know who you actually were. Then you slip in a proper use of the word Davenport. Yeah. Now everybody knows who Chris Schlichting is. He's a trust <laughs> fund only, baby. 
It always sucked playing uh, The Floor is Lava when I would jump from one piece of furniture because my monocle would fall out. I'd be like, time out! Time out! Mother! Mother, my monocle! I'd have to have her put it back in. And she ignored you because you called her mother, and that's <laughs> that's the relationship people have when they call their parents mother or father. Also, a lot of people don't know this about you, but your monocle was not prescription. It was just for looks. <laughs> it, was, it had no glass. It was just a circle. It was a metal circle that I would wear. Uh... But yeah, this is a classic poor game. You know another uh, game I feel that hindered, like, catered to, like, the poor kids was simply balling up a pair of socks and throwing it up in the ceiling fan. I don't know what that game was called, but we would do that all the time, and it was a riot. Sometimes that ceiling fan would whip those socks, too. <laughs> yes, I don't know what that game was called, but I love that game. You know what I used to do? Sock uh, fan. I used to um, I used to get in a sleeping bag and go head first into the bottom when it was zipped up and just start scooting around the house like a worm. <laughs> and I remember we had to stop playing that game because it was like my brother and I against each other. And essentially we were blind trying to find each other and then like clash and, you know. Start. How much speed were you getting in those sleeping bags? Not much, because you were, I mean, it was yeah. at the best you could do like an army crawl or like scoot a little bit. But I remember we got... Um, we got, as my dad would like to say back in the day, we got reprimanded because we broke a very expensive, as you put it, Vazer vase. <laughs> there are alternative pronunciations. I just want to, I want to let people know I'm aware we, of it. We, yeah, yeah. When, when you're a guy that uses the words like Davenport, you pronounce them however you want to <laughs> pronounce them. Let me ask you this. So you're in, you and your brother just broke your mom and dad's priceless vase or vase. My mom. Okay, your mom. Trust me, my dad, dad did not give dad a shit wasn't about a vase guy. guy. What put me in that scenario? He wasn't. He wasn't all about that vase. <laughs> Tell me the scenario. What do you do? Like, because I've been in scenario scenarios like that where it's like now all of a sudden me and my brother who don't get along all the time are working together as a cohesive unit to stay out of trouble. Do you tell mom? Do you tell dad? Do you hide vase or vase? What do you do? Well, it was a. It was a. It was a big vase and. Um, it was loud. I mean, there was no hiding it. There was no hiding it. And my mom, she lit us up and it was late in the afternoon. So she'd probably had, well, not late in the afternoon, more so early in the afternoon. So she definitely had had a few cocktails by then. So it was just all hell broke loose. She was so mad at us, but I think in actuality, she was mad at herself. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> she didn't pick up a sleeping bag by the tail end and whip you against like the post behind you or a tree or no, she picked up a shard. Uh, she picked up a <laughs> shard from the vase Stop. and held it to my throat and said, Stop. "You little sons of bitches need to calm the fuck down." <laughs> you and your brother are like, "Quick, put the pieces in the lava. The lava will melt it." <laughs> Zach, snap out of it! It's not lava. <laughs> Quick, Andy, go fill up her drink. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like <laughs> baby. That's your scary beats. She's singing as she's looking for you. Mm-hmm. Thank God it wasn't one of her porcelain figurines. Oh, jeez. That would have been a nightmare. My mom collected uh, my mom collected Beanie Babies. I remember she used to cart my brother and I around the entire state of Michigan looking for the rare ones, claiming that they were going to be worth all sorts of money. And then one day she saw this thing and like it was validated that this person was buying Beanie Babies for a hefty sum and she had just given up and given them away three months prior oh really that sucks serves her right carting her kids around kind of like the toys you keep in a box who does that yeah eventually she had the tag protectors she had all the uh the mini 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 beanies or the 
the McDonald's ones mm-hmm. that they were doing. My wife inherited the habit from her parents' Pez dispensers. She would collect Pez dispensers. And we took a trip uh, a couple summers ago where we ended up at a hotel of a Pez convention. And these guys were nuts. And Emily got the whole feeling back again. And I don't want to say too much, Zach, but everybody that worked at this convention, they wore a turtleneck. And I just thought that like was Like they weird. were the like, Pez? they parked up? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of creepy. I didn't feel I would have wore a dickie so I could still wear like short sleeves and everything, you know? Yeah. Oh, you talk about me being old and talking about Davenport's and Ottomans, a dickie. You just oh, yeah. A dickie. I know what a dickie like, is on. because I dress up as, um, what's his name? Uh, Uncle Eddie from, uh, or Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation every uh, yeah. every Christmas. I've got, like, the green, the tight green pants and the white, like, gator skin shoes. And then I've got the white sweater. Love and it. it's, a, it's a black dickie. So I can have that little thing under there. But you can see my nipples yep. underneath the sweater. But you can also see the black <laughs> yeah. in, the, uh, in the chest region. Now, don't go falling in love with it, Clark. That's got so many great lines. Randy Quaid, you are the greatest actor of our generation. What happened to him? Are you serious? I know, he I know. lost like, his friggin' mind. If you guys haven't watched out there uh, some clips of Randy Quaid and the shit he's been through since his fall from grace, I highly encourage you to go out and Google Randy Quaid and just watch those YouTube videos. I'll tell you what, he Randy Quaid as an actual individual <laughs> makes Cousin Eddie look like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company who like knows all about family values and you would bring home to dinner yeah randy quaid's a, he's batshit crazy would you compare the randy quaid dennis quaid relationship to professor x juggernaut relationship i mean it's are they actually related uh, yeah they're brothers are you sure dennis quaid i i am positive their last name is quaid it's not a very common name i they don't i'm looking look i'm googling similar. it i want to find out look it up i'm willing to bet you uh one thousand doll hairs from my grandma. Don't, don't do that doll hair <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, you've got access to him. Is that similar to Dynamite? Uh, Come on. Look it up. You're right. Randy Quaid is his brother. Pay up. I did not agree to this. I know, but that's just insane when you think about it. Dennis <laughs> Quaid has had a pretty successful career, right? He's, and at a, least he's sane. He's sane. Correct? And a pretty good streak of sanity. That's what I was going to say. Yes, yeah. yes. Dennis has been doing great. And coincidentally so, enough, the Quaid parents hate Dennis. They prefer Randy. <laughs> Randy speaks the truth. <laughs> so the floor is lava, Zach was developed. We're just going. We're, we all know the game. We love the game. Zach, what was your go-to move when playing the floor is lava? Did you have like a tumble roll off the coffee table onto the you know the TV stand? Uh, no, what I you would have do, played this game, correct? You did yeah. say you played this. What game, I right? would do is I would have um, so I would tie two throw pillows together with a blanket, and then I would throw one, and then grab the ba- pull the back in, and then throw it, and then back. I would create my own islands with the throw pillow, so yeah. I could navigate around the entire um, room. It was like a traveling bridge. You could take couch cushions. That was like mind blowing when you were like developing your own islands like you said that was a next level type stuff of florence lava and that's that's what i think people are actually watching and recruiting you for like like maybe you are ready for the volcano the actual volcano i think there is a uh, game show out there right now called the floor is lava yeah it's on netflix and i thought about watching it but zach i don't know i'm just not in the mood to take on a new show especially one that probably has 
used the idea from these poor kids that made up this game and just made it more elaborate and expensive. And I don't know. I'm just not feeling it, Zach. It doesn't have the same memory for me. So maybe I could have watched it, but I don't want to. I think I, don't, I, think I would rather play it. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever played it with your own kids? I believe I've done some, We've done something like Avalanche where we pile stuff like cushions, blankets on the top of the stairs, and I just kind of throw them down on the kids. Very unsafe. No, we don't play um, The Floor is Lava, and that is only because uh, we're doing financially pretty well. Okay, good, good. <laughs> God forbid you get creative. You actually bring in your own lava. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I've never, I've never played that game with them. We don't have a lot of like open space. Like we have an open floor plan in our house, but we do not have a lot of uh, open space. And I'll be honest with you, my, uh, my daughters, they're, I don't know. I just don't want them to get hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Is it a female, like, like your daughters, are they like aggressive in terms of like physical activity? Are they like, uh, you know, playing sports? Are they like jumping around? Are they more like reader, readers of books, writers, you know, jars? You know what I mean? My boys... It's, you have to beg him to read a book. Like, My oldest is a bookworm. Like through this quarantine, she's read over, I, I would say, thirty five hundred pages in books. Holy cow! Um, she, right now she has. I'm not kidding you. She has two books that she's in the middle of the first one and on her way to the uh, to the second one. The second one is the new Twilight Saga, Eclipse oh, Moon yeah. or Moon Dawn or some shit. And then the other one is something called uh, Heartless. And when you stack these books together, it, I mean, I'm not kidding you. They're eight inches high. Wow. And she just burns through them. Like, I'll walk into – I'll go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because I'm getting old and my prostate is not what it <laughs> once was. I got a tinkle. Her bedroom's right by the um, the the bathroom. So I will go pee, and then I'll, I'll peek into her room just to make sure she's Ooh. safe. It's 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. She's just up reading with her headlamp. Which, by the way, everybody, I want everyone to know, Chris Schlichting, this sweet over here from the Quad Cities in Iowa <laughs> slash Illinois, uh, he got a couple Immorally Speaking shirts made, and then he also sent each of my daughter's headlamps, and I cannot tell you how excited my oldest was to get that because her previous one had just Aww. taken a shit. You came through, and she uses it on the regular. I mean, you you were just uh, straight up here. That's great to hear. Uh, Thank I, you. I do have to. <laughs> I do have to yell at her every time she's wearing it because it's too late. <laughs> Get some sleep. Uh, but that said, she's a reader, and she's also a cheerleader. My youngest is more of an artist, jokester, but she's also in gymnastics. Like, okay. they, all those things that I just mentioned for both of them, they like. Um, so I figured, the, I figured those we'll gifts would buy me, like, another couple of episodes where I, my equipment wasn't working or where you have to text me and say, <laughs> yeah, there was no audio on that again. <laughs> like, Zach, your patience your patience with me, my man, as my internet breaks up probably right now, has I will keep sending you presents because you're all an angel face, buddy. I would piggyback you in lava across the living room. That's how much I care about you, my friend. I'll tell you what. When those uh, headlamps did arrive, I looked at them and I go, well, if Chris sent them, they're definitely not going to work. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. I did get the cheaper ones. And I'm like, ah, oh, they probably don't won't, won't work. No, they're like, they're Rayovac. I think that's yeah. a pretty good brand. They're like 200 bucks anyway, a piece. Anyway, um, well, um, yeah, the Floros Lava, it was, uh, it was fun. I definitely have some fond memories. Um, it's the only way that I got through the grocery store as a uh, child. Like, come to think of it, 
my brother and I used to want to go to the grocery store because we knew we were going to play the floor is lava and only be able to jump on the uh, orange blocks or the blue blocks or whatever and then climb across. Like we, we made a game of it and it was at a time when uh, it was okay. I mean, maybe people thought we were little mm-hmm. shitheads, but we did it and I have uh, fond memories of it. That said, I will never ever subject my kids to that game <laughs> it's got to be bittersweet for you though because here you just mentioned your daughter who loves to read she's got books stacked up you just probably want to play so bad because those are potential islands those books you can just throw them out in the bedroom in the living room and like get away with it but uh yeah i think it was like we said it's a game of creativity for the kind of the poor kids but you know even though this isn't our 100th episode only our 18th or whatever i'm confident in saying that i zach i chris schlichting lava Zach Martina, I lava you. I love you. I lava you. I love you. That's a... Uh, I'll send you a present. A, I'll send you a present. Yeah, All right. That's a terrible joke. But that said, lava it you. is a terrific uh, short from Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Google the, uh, Google the Pixar short Lava. Uh, and that was actually my wife and I is one of our wedding songs. That's the song that me and our girls all dance to at the wedding. It's a great jam. See, I, I love that. that song. I knew that. That's why. And I, I love that, that video. <laughs> yeah. You knew that uh, just like you didn't know what Davenport meant. <laughs> R.I.P. Grandma. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know how this, uh, I don't know how this episode <laughs> turned out. It, uh, it picked up about as much momentum as actual. There lava. it is. Boom. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>